<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday afternoon so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants review. Say so week three of the 2022 NFL season review. Oh, man, what a game it was last night. I know I haven't done Dallas Cowboy reviews this season. I didn't do it when they lost to Tampa, and I didn't do it when they beat Cincinnati. So my bad on that one. I'm going to start doing it now for the rest of the way of the season. All I got to say is, what a game last night. What a game. And sorry if I sound a little bit out of it. My allergies have been kicking my ass the last couple days, so bear with me a little bit. (coughs) Excuse me. Jesus. But last night, last night was a great game. It was a great game last night. The first half, well, I was going to say it was all defense, but it was all defense the whole game for the Cowboys. You know, in the first half, the offense was kind of nowhere to be found. They were able to turn it around in a big way in the second half, which was huge, which is definitely the key in why they won this game. Well, let's break it down, though. So now the Cowboys are 2-1. They're one game behind the Philadelphia Eagles who beat the Washington Commanders back on Sunday and either tomorrow or Thursday, most likely Thursday, let's say Thursday, I'll be making my week four predictions for the 2022 NFL season. And I I did pretty bad with my predictions in week three. I've done pretty bad this year so far. So hopefully I could turn it around here in week four coming up. But, um, no, but back to last night's game. Now we're just one game out of first place. You see right here, I was so I was just so out of it with the Cowboys when they lost to Tampa Bay. And when Prescott got hurt and they lost 19-3, I thought it's gonna be a long season. That's what I thought right there. They beat Cincinnati the next week. I was like, we were up 17-3. But we did win the game. That's all that matters. They wound up winning. And I'm like, all right. And I was thinking, you need a statement win last night. And they pretty much did get a statement win. They pretty much did. Because the Giants, the Giants are not a bad team. They really aren't. Their record does speak for itself. They are a good team. Their defense is really good. That's me being honest. Their defense is really good. Their offense, it is average. It is an average offense because, you know, Daniel Jones is an average quarterback. And they just lost another weapon on the wide receiving core. They just lost Sterling Shepard who tore his ACL last night. My best wish is go out to him. And this is a non-contact injury. He was running his route, and he tore his ACL. So my best wish is go out to him. He's out the rest of the season. Hopefully he comes back stronger next season. So my best wishes go out to him. He's always been a solid receiver. Pretty pretty much underrated receiver in my eyes. So I wish him the best. And hopefully we see him back on the field pretty soon next year. That's all I hope for. Um, you know, and what's really killing the Giants, what's really killing them is that Kenny Galladay contract. And honestly... When the Giants signed Kenny Galladay, when they signed Galladay to that four-year, $72 million deal, I was like, okay, well, Galladay is not that bad of a receiver, 
but he's not a superstar wide receiver. That's kind of like the money you give to a superstar wide receiver. I didn't think Galladay was worth the money. I felt like the money was too much. And I think the Ravens, they were able to catch a break right there because the Ravens were interested in him as well. They definitely dodged a bullet not signing Kenny Galladay. They really did dodge a bullet. Let's be completely honest. They absolutely did dodge a bullet. So I'm sure they could sleep easy at night knowing they don't have to pay Kenny Galladay. And here's the thing with the Giants. They are in cap hell as it is. They cannot move off of Kenny Galladay's contract. They can't. It's not like the Cowboys moving off Amari of Cooper's contract. The Giants can't do it. Nobody's going to touch Kenny Galladay's contract. At least Cooper can still produce, and he's done that in Cleveland his first three games. At least he still produces. Kenny Galladay looked completely lost out there, and he's been complaining about not getting enough snaps. Well, you got to play better. Even when the ball got targeted to him last night, I don't think he had any catches last night. I don't think he had any. I don't think he had any catches last night. And I think he had zero touchdowns last year. So Galladay's not the same player that he was back in Detroit. And here's the thing. I think he only played six games in 2020. And the Giants would have thought that was a smart idea to give him that kind of money. Well, that was Dave Gettleman. So <laughs> that was Dave Gettleman right there. It was all him. But um, no, that was stupid, though. They should not have given Galladay that kind of money. I didn't like it to begin with, honestly. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. And even I kind of thought, that's not a really good contract. It, it comes down to the money right there. Because the years the years you can kind of be like whatever on, but it's the money that this guy's owed. That's the money. And the Giants, like I said, they're in cap hell as it is. They're in cap hell right now. That's just how it is. They might not be able to pay Daniel Jones when you think of it. And he's an average quarterback. He really is. You know, that's why the Giants can't go after, like, you know, a superstar kind of guy. They just can't do it. And, you know, they were talking about trading for Russell Wilson. You were going to take on his contract next? I mean, Russell Wilson really hasn't done so good so far here in Denver his first three games. Despite them being 2-1, and one, he hasn't looked really that good at all. Not really. He's had flashes, but overall not that great. It kind of does fall on Nathaniel Hackett as well, as he's not that good of a head coach so far. Maybe things do turn around, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But could you just imagine if the Giants were taking his contract? It would not have been smart. It would not have been smart, honestly. So, I mean, the Giants are definitely regretting signing Kenny Galladay. Because you can't buy him out. You can't do that. And no team's going to trade for him. He has no trade value. He's got absolutely no trade value. And I think he shouldn't be complaining, Kenny Gallagher. If he's not getting enough snaps, we'll play better in practice and play better when you're on the field. You know, the fact that he's complaining, <clears throat> I think it's unreal, honestly. I think it's very selfish for him to do that. It's not, it's not, like, it's not like he's producing and then just taking him off the field. He's not producing at all. So why the hell is he going to play? When there's other guys on that team that want to get a chance to play. I'm sure there's guys in the practice squad that are doing better than him in practice. And they deserve a shot. Kenny Galladay, man. 
I just did not like that contract for the Giants to begin with. I didn't like it. Because like I said, he's not a superstar wide receiver. He was he was good out in Detroit. Very decent. Very decent. But that all changed last year. You know, he got paid big bucks right here, and since he's gotten paid the big bucks, he has done nothing. Let's let's let me pull up Kenny Galladay's stats right here. I don't want to spend too much time on what I already have, so we're on that subject right here. I know I should be talk about my Dallas Cowboys winning, but I do feel for the Giants with this contract. I really do, because I don't hate the Giants like that. You know, I mean, I I, I hate them, but I hate the Eagles the most. So look at Kenny Galladay's stats. His best season was 2019. He played in every game over 1,000 yards, had 11 touchdowns. Then the next season, he played in five games. And last year, he played in 14 of the 17 games, 521 yards, no touchdowns. So 2019 was his best season. 2019 was his year. It was his year. Since then, he's fallen off a cliff. So he's just a one-hit wonder. That's what he is. But I guess Dave Gettleman thought, oh, let's give this guy a big contract. Uh, That was just stupid. That was just very, very stupid. You could have gotten somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, you could have gotten somebody in the draft, honestly. And I think the Giants were picking pretty high last year in the 2021 NFL draft. Well, let's, let's take a look who they probably could have drafted, like, like as, a, as a wide receiver. Let's take a look. Let's, look at the, let's take a look at the 2021 NFL draft. Let's look at the selections and who the Giants probably could have drafted. The Giants were picking... Where were they picking here? They picked... They did pick Kadarius Tony. And Kadarius Tony has been good for them, honestly. He was good last year. I don't think he's played this year. I think he is hurt. But he's got a lot of potential, Kadarius Tony. He absolutely does. Let me see. Has he played this year? I don't think he has. So far, I don't think he has. Actually, no, 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 he did. He played against, he played against Carolina. He played against Carolina. I think had, yeah, two receptions, no yards. So, he has been dealing with his injuries. But I think Kadarius Tony could be good if he stays healthy, because he's got the speed. He could be very, very good. But that's the thing that's killing the Giants right there is their offense because you can't rely solely on Saquon. And Saquon had a good game last night. Especially when he busted loose in the third quarter against the Cowboys to score a touchdown. So he looked good last night. He looked like the old Saquon. Played good against Tennessee. Not so much against Carolina. Played decent last night. So, I mean, you look at the Giants right here, man. I did say, though, from the start, they're going to win games because of their defense. Their offense is not going to win them games. The only reason why they're going to win games is going to be because of their defense. When they beat the Bears on Sunday, it's going to be because of their defense. Their defense is going to tear up Justin Fields and the Bears. I hope it goes the other way around, but that's just how I see it. I would be realistic, obviously. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope the Bears beat them. I just don't see it, <clears throat> but, <clears throat> excuse me, I just think the Giants are in a shitty situation, honestly, despite being 2-1, and one, there's a lot of holes in them, 
You know, Brian Dable has turned them around a little bit. Their defense is very good. But it's just their offense. Their offense is going to hurt them the rest of the way. That's just how I see it. That's how I see it. Their offense is going to cost them a lot. That's just how I see it. You know, Daniel Jones is not a franchise quarterback. My honest opinion, he's not. I know most of the Giants fan base would probably agree. But you got to think, who, who who's out there, honestly? <clears throat> That's just how I see it. you got to be like, okay, well, who's out there? That's just how it is. But now, you know, getting back to talking to this game right here. You know, it was a really tight game the whole way. It really was. Especially in the first half, because it was 6-3 us going into the half. You know, I love what I saw in the defense last night. The defense did really good, just like they did against Tampa, and just like they did, and just like they did against Cincinnati. The defense looked really good. Micah Parsons was all over the place. He didn't get a sack last night. It's his first game without a sack this year, but he was going after Daniel Jones like crazy. Armstrong got a sack. I know Demarcus Lawrence got three sacks. I think Donovan Wilson had a sack as well. Yeah, they were just going after Daniel Jones like crazy. His O-line, his O-line didn't protect him at all. That rookie Evan Neal, he was getting pushed around like crazy. And there was a there was a clip right there. Micah Parsons running over two of the Giants offensive linemen. He actually knocked over one of them and then got past the other guy. Didn't sack Jones, but oh my God. Micah Parsons, man, this dude is such a fucking beast. And I will admit this. Last year when the Cowboys drafted him, I thought, why are we drafting a linebacker? We already have Van Der Esch and we have Smith, Jalen Smith. But then, you know, Jalen Smith did pretty bad his first couple games last season. They cut him so in favor of Parsons. And Van Der Esch, I just see, I see him as Sean Lee 2.0. When, he, when he's healthy, he balls out. But that's the thing right there. He's got to stay healthy. Because when Van Der Esch is healthy, he's good. He's very good. Um, but yeah, he just got to stay healthy. But I, I, that's what I was saying. Like last year, I thought, why do we just draft, why do we draft Parsons? Like why do we draft this guy for? Him? I thought it made no sense. But you got to give Jerry Jones a lot of credit, though, with the recent draft picks he's made the last couple years. They have worked out. Drafting Trevon Diggs, even though I think Diggs, honestly, I think he's a little bit overrated. And this is coming from a Cowboys fan right here. I'm not one of these Cowboy fans that say. Diggs is the best cornerback in the league. He did get an interception last night to put the final nail in the coffin for the Giants. He did have 11 interceptions last year. He's got one so far this year, what he got last night. Um, but he allows too many yards. That's just his one problem. He allows way too many yards. Like Most of his interceptions that he got last year was him chasing it down. It wasn't like it was thrown right at him with the receiver right next to him. Like He was chasing it. Because the receiver was behind him. But thank God for his speed. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. But he just has to become that lockdown corner. I know not everybody's going to be a Byron Jones type where he's a lockdown corner. Why do you think they weren't throwing towards, you know, Byron Jones' direction when he was with the Cowboys? Because he was a lockdown corner. He would lock you down. Underrated quarterback. Underrated quarterback. Um, but, yeah, that's how I see it. But even in the first round in 2020 when they drafted C.D. Lamb, that's turned out to be a really good pick. We're going to talk about C.D. And, you know, drafting Parsons last year and drafting this kid, Tyler Smith, the guard that they drafted. He's taken 
Tyron Smith's spot right here. And, you know, he did have a couple penalties last night, but overall, overall, he's been good. He's protected. He protected Prescott in week one. He's protected Cooper Rush pretty good in these last two weeks. So he's got a lot of potential. He's a Texas kid as well, so that's pretty cool, honestly. And I think he's going to be I think he's gonna be good. He's got potential. I like him. I do like him. That's another thing with the Cowboys, though. They are still undisciplined when it comes to penalties. They took quite a few penalties last night. Penalties that were kind of like, you know, boneheaded. You know, there was one penalty on Donovan Wilson where uh, one of the Giant players, you know, was throwing the ball to the referee, and Donovan Wilson swatted it. And he got a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. You could say, oh, well, the refs are soft for doing that. Uh, but you don't, you don't do that. You don't do that if you're Donovan Wilson. You don't do that. You don't cost your team like that. And Donovan Wilson's underrated. I like him. I actually really like him. But doing that, that was stupid. And I hope that somebody talked to him after the game and said, hey, listen, don't do that again. Because if, if I'm McCarthy, if I'm McCarthy, I would have went up to him and said, listen, you do that again, you're fucking benched. I don't care. You're not going to play. I will say you're going to the practice squad. You're not going to play. We're going to get somebody from the practice squad to take your spot. Do that again. Fuck around and find out, basically. That's what you got to do. You could say that. You could say that's harsh. You could absolutely say that's harsh. But Mike McCarthy isn't Donovan Wilson's friend, and Donovan Wilson isn't his friend. So that's just that's what I would have done right there. You could say, oh, okay, yeah, you would have done that. I would have done that. I absolutely would have done that. Because you're trying to win a game right here. What if that would have cost them? I'm just saying. If I was McCarthy, I would have went up to him and said, listen, you do that shit again, you're not going to play. Too bad. I don't care how talented you are, you're not going to play. We'll trade you or you go to the practice squad. Don't do that shit again. Don't fuck over the team like that. Don't do that bullshit. That's what you got to do. You have to have a hard-nosed kind of guy right there as a head coach to say that. You could say, oh, well, you know, that's not how coaches are these days. Oh, well, that's too bad. They're not your friends. This is a business right here. We're trying to win fucking games. You want to play like that? Go play somewhere else. That's how I say it. That's just how I say it right there. You don't like it? Oh, well, too bad. But, um... You know, getting back to it right here, like what I saw from the offense though in the first half, I saw a lot of, you know, bright spots out of Zeke and Pollard. I think Zeke had a really good game. I think Pollard had a really good game as well. They had some really good runs. What I didn't like out of McCarthy was him pulling Zeke, and this is in the second quarter, I believe, when Zeke was hot right here. He was hot with the ball, and he pulls him out. And I think after he pulled him out, the first play they did right there, Cooper Rush tried to find C.D. Lamb who was wide open, he dropped it. And Cooper Rush didn't overthrow it. Didn't overthrow it, was right at him, and he dropped it. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I was going on a whole rant on fucking Twitter and everything. I'm like, oh, C.D. Land's overrated. What the fuck, man? Catch the fucking ball. I was liking some, actually, I meant to say, I was liking some tweets that said he's overrated. Because I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're the number one wide receiver. Noah Brown is doing better than you right now. And that's not a knock on Noah Brown. This dude was a tight end. Now he's a wide receiver. He's done great as a wide receiver now. Noel Brown has been good. He had a really good game last week against Cincinnati where he scored his first career touchdown. And he had a really good game last night as well against the Giants. 
So you look at the receiving core, because Michael Gallup, I believe, is going to come back on Sunday against Washington. So you have him, C.D., and Noah Brown. That's good. That's a good receiving core. Is it elite? No, but it's good. Elite would have been, of course, you know, C.D., Gallup, and Cooper. That was elite. C.D., Gallup, and Brown, not elite. Not yet, at least, but it's, it's not elite now. I'm not going to, you know, bullshit myself and say, oh, yeah, that's elite. It's not. And, you know, we didn't have Dalton Schultz last night as well at tight end. He was hurt. We had Hendershot and Ferguson. Fucking Hendershot took some bad penalties early on in the game, but he redeemed himself in the second half, made some good catches. I don't think Ferguson got targeted, or I don't believe that he did. Also, Jason Peters played last night and made his Dallas Cowboys debut. I think the first play he was in, that's when Zeke busted loose. Was he, I think it may have been, was it Pollard? I think it was Pollard that busted loose. So Jason Peters, at his older age right here, he looked good last night. He looked good last night. Hopefully we get to see more of him, and hopefully he continues to do what he, do what he does. You know, but the first half was just solely defense on both parts because the Giants defense, I will admit, did step it up against us, held us to two field goals. We held them to one. You know, Maher tried for the field goal. I think it was like 58 yards away. Just missed it by a little bit. I was like, all right. That's his first miss of the year. You know, he's been good this year so far, Maher, so I'm not going to blame him on that. And he's had a really good second chance, Maher. He's had a really good second chance this year, honestly, because he was here back in, uh, he was with the Cowboys back in 2018, 2019. And I mean, 2018, he was okay, but 2019, he completely killed us at times. Then, you know, they got that guy, Kai Forbath, and he was doing good. Then they got Greg Zerline, and Greg Zerline, he just wasn't the same kicker with the Dallas Cowboys like he was with the Rams. I mean, he had a couple game-winning kicks for us. I believe one was against the Giants, another was against the Chargers. I think that may have been it. Um, but he just wasn't the same kicker. He just wasn't. Um, but, yeah. You know, Maher's done really good so far since he's come back. Like I said, he only, he's only missed one kick so far, which was last night, 58-yard field goal. I'm not going to knock him for that. Um, so hopefully he continues to, you know, keep it going. That'd be very nice. You know, but then going in the second half right here, I was like, all right, let's get down to business right here. You know, the Giants, they did get a field goal to start off and tie up the game. I was like, all right. Um, and then we went three and out. I was like, all right, here we go. And I started to feel, like, less confident right here. I'm like, here we go. Now the Giants are going to score a fucking touchdown in this possession. And that's exactly what they did. Saquon Barkley busted loose against us on that drive. It was his drive. It was the Saquon drive. He looked like 2018 Saquon on us. He looked really good. Especially when he busted loose that touchdown right there. I was like, all right, here we go. Here we fucking go. This is where it all fall parts right now. Fucking great. Fucking great. Uh, I'm just like trying to like calm down, say it's okay, it's okay, just relax, we're gonna be fine, we're gonna be fine. That's what I was trying to do right there, like just try to like calm myself down and say, okay, let's let's just relax right here, let's bounce back in a big way. That's exactly what we did. And Cooper Rush was finding his confidence right there, because the first half he was well, I mean, you can't, again, you can't blame him for CD dropping that ball. I was like, oh, my God. 
but he was finding some pretty good passes on this drive. Zeke was doing good. Zeke wound up scoring the game-tying touchdowns. Like, let's fucking go. Help me on my fantasy, too, with Zeke scoring touchdowns, especially CD later on in the game. And I was like, all right, we're tied up right here. Let's go. We bounce right back. Let's go. Good. Let's keep it going here. Just keep it going. That's it. And the defense stepped it up right here. I mean, it just felt like every play right here, anytime Daniel Jones was in the pocket, anytime he was getting ready to pass, the Cowboys' front line was all over him is what it felt like. They were chasing like crazy. I'll give Daniel Jones credit because he does have good speed. He did have six rushing first downs. He did have six rushing first downs. So I will give him credit right there. He's got his speed. He's got his speed. That's the sole reason why he got six first downs. He had no speed. If he had, if he had Eli Manning type of speed, he probably would have gotten like two at best. <laughs> when the Cowboys defense was all over him. They were all over him. I mean, Daniel Trump has to be looking at his own line like, what the fuck, man? I'm getting no protection right here. It feels like he has to probably feel like, he probably didn't think, I feel like Joe Burrow right here getting no protection. But we, we pressured the hell out of Joe Burrow the week before. I think we sacked him six times. I think we sacked Daniel Jones six times last night. Like, holy shit. We put him on the ground so many times last night. So many times he got hit. He got hit so many times. Holy shit. Hey, listen, Carson Wentz, man. We're coming for you on Sunday, buddy. But, um, oh my gosh. I think after we stopped them right there, I was like, all right, you know, we went to the fourth quarter right here. It was fourth and four. I don't know where we were. I don't know if it was like past midfield, I believe. We were in Giants territory. It was fourth and four. And I'll give the Cowboys credit. It was smart to go for it right here. It was fourth and four. I'm like, go for it. Just go for it. Take your chance. Like last week, they went for it fourth and two, and it worked. So fourth and four, Cooper Rush, he finds CD. He catches it. Full progress. Got a first down. I was like, all right. He hit Hendershot. He made a nice catch first down. He almost could have fumbled it the way that he, you know, jumped in midair. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he just found CD a couple more times. And then right there, the one-yard line, a little toss of CD, one-handed catch, touchdown, lead. That was a great one-handed catch by CD, by the way. I was like, holy shit. Here we go. And CD... CD, he redeemed himself. He definitely redeemed himself. I gotta give him credit. I was shitting on him a lot, but he redeemed himself. You know, because like I said, he is that number one receiver. He's that number one guy. He's gonna be the guy that's gonna get the most pressure. Now you kind of know how Amari Cooper felt. Because he was getting the most pressure. Because Amari Cooper, when he, was, when he was here with the Cowboys from 2018 to back in January, he was the number one receiver. From November of 2018 to January of this year. He was the number one guy. He was the guy getting double coverage. And the thing with Cooper, he's not the fastest wide receiver. He's not the fastest wide receiver at all. He just knows how to run his routes. CD, he knows how to run his routes as well, obviously, but he's got his speed. He has an advantage over Cooper with it. He has an advantage over Cooper with his speed. And that's a fact right there. But listen. I'll give CD credit. He redeemed himself in the second half. That was a great touchdown catch right there. I was like, all right, here we go. We're up by a touchdown. Let's hold him. We were able to stop them. We let the ball down the field again. I would have liked the touchdown. We had to sell for a field goal. I was like, all right, we'll sell for a field goal. Fine, whatever. We're up by 10. 
And I will say this, though. Noah Brown was getting held a lot during last night's game. He was getting held a lot, but no calls. Like, back in the second quarter, I think it was in the second quarter, he got tossed in the end zone. He got tossed, no flag. And then Giant fans complained because of the uh, pass interference, offensive pass interference, excuse me, offensive pass interference call on Sterling Shepard on Trevon Diggs. Was it offensive pass interference? My honest opinion, I'm going to say no. It should not have been called. That's me being a Cowboys fan right here. It shouldn't have been called. But you know what? We got screwed. Now you get screwed. Too bad. I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry to say. Like, I'll agree. I will sit and agree and say, yeah, it should have been called. But we got screwed with Noel Brown getting held like crazy. Micah Parsons was getting held like crazy and nothing was called. So, it happens. And I know how we felt. And I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear anybody say, oh, the Cowboys always get bailed out by the refs. Are you kidding me? Have you, have you been paying attention this last decade or last couple decades? Have you been paying attention this century? The Dallas Cowboys don't get help from the refs. If they got help from the refs, then then it would have been a catch for Des Bryant back in 2015 of January in the divisional game. It would have been a catch then. If the refs truly helped out the Cowboys, then it would have been a catch. Am I right? Exactly, I'm right. So don't give me that bullshit, oh, the refs always help them. That's not even true. If the refs always helped the Cowboys, then they would have won six Super Bowls from 2001 to 2019. And it would have been the Patriots. It would have been us. So don't give me that bullshit. Don't give me that bullshit. That's all I'm going to say right there. Don't give me that shit. Oh, the refs always help them. That's not even true. And somebody wants to bring up the whole Detroit Lions game, the Detroit Lions Dallas Cowboys wild card game in 2014, or in 20 it was 2014 season. But you know what I mean? It was in January 2015. I'm like, come on, look at it from a different angle. It wasn't passing interference. Blame your defense for not stopping the Cowboys offense after that. What am I going to tell you? The defense choked right there. That's what I always, that's what I always, that's what I always say about you know. For a different subject, like the Saint fans complaining about the non-pass interference call in the championship game back in January of 2019. Well, your defense allowed the Rams to tie it, and Drew Brees threw a pick in OT, and you let your you let the Rams offense march down the field and kick a game-winning field goal. That's on you. After that, you gotta lock down that game. Nobody's gonna feel sorry for you. You gotta lock down the game. You can blame the refs as much as you want. So I can say the same thing right here for the Cowboys back in 2015. They could have stopped the Packers' offense after the after uh, Des Bryant's you know catch was called not a catch. The Cowboys' defense could have stopped the Packers' offense because they got him the third down. If they would have stopped them on third down, they would have gotten the ball back, and who knows what happens. So that's on the defense for not stopping them. That's all I'm trying to say. Blame the refs as much as you want, but they're not your friends. They're not your friends. You can blame them as much as you want. It's just an excuse. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, the officiating on both sides, it was bad last night for both sides. I will admit that. But like I said, the offensive pass interference call that was called, it shouldn't have been called. But Noah Brown was getting held like crazy, and so was Micah Parsons. They didn't call shit right there. So if you want to see it as a makeup call, I'll take that makeup call because I ain't going to complain. But don't give me that bullshit right there. You have eyes right there. You see Noah Brown's getting held. You see Parsons is getting held. Come on. Or you're just blind. You turn to Helen Keller when that happens. Come on. 
But, you know, back to the fourth quarter right here, the Giants, did want, they did wind up kicking a field goal, making it 23-16. I'm like, all right. And then we had the ball. I think it was after the two-minute warning, was third down for us right here. So we get a first down, the game's over. And this actually, I think Ferguson did get um, targeted right here. This is his only catch of the game. He was just short, and he went out of bounds. I was like, oh, my God. So we gave the Giants a minute 50 to go, but the Giants had no timeouts. So that was a huge – that was huge for us right there. The Giants had zero timeouts. That was huge. So I was like, all right, we got to stop them right here. That's exactly what they did. Trevon Diggs with the interception. It went off his hand right there. His hand was on the ground, hit his hand, made the interception. It was a catch right there, and the Dallas Cowboys win. And it just felt so fucking good last night. It felt so good to win last night's game. You know, especially since it's against NFC's rival. We're above 500 right here with 2 and 1. See, this is what this team does to me right here. They looked like they were going to go 0 17 after the first game of the season. And look at them now. They won back to back games. I just hope, I hope it's not like last year where they lose the first game to Tampa, then they get hot, then they struggle. And then they get a little bit hot again. And then here comes January. And they get beaten a wild card game. I truly hope this year could be the year. I'm not going to be one of those Cowboy fans that are, that's going to say, oh, this year is finally our year. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Do I believe the Cowboys could win the Super Bowl? My honest opinion. My honest opinion, I think this team could go very far. They could, they could very much go to a Super Bowl because they have the talent. Defense does win championships. They have a lot of great defensive pieces. They're without J-Ron Curse last night. He's going to be out the next couple weeks. You get him back, that's huge. Their front line is fantastic. The, the whole defense of the Cowboys is great. It comes down to the offense as well. The offense, they, they explored in the second half. That was huge. We don't know how Prescott's going to play when he comes back. He could very much come back this Sunday against Washington. Cooper Rush has been playing good. Should he replace Prescott? It all depends how Dak Prescott plays. If Prescott doesn't play up to par, if he does not play up to par at all, like I would say if he struggles in his first couple of games, you might have to put Cooper Rush back in. You might have to do it. That's only if Prescott struggles. Like if Prescott does play on Sunday, I don't expect him to go out there and destroy Washington. I don't expect that only his own Washington He's actually pretty much owned the NFC East throughout his whole career so far. But um, I'll have to see. I mean, mean, Prescott has to be that franchise guy. I mean, he has been. But this is big right here. This is a big year when you want to think about for the Cowboys. They're still very young, this team. This team is still very young. Prescott's still young. Zeke's still young. Pollard's young. CD's obviously young. Gallup is still young. Noel Brown's young. Schultz, the tight end, is young. The offensive line has gotten younger, which is great. You know, the whole defense is pretty much young. Come on. I just hope this year can finally be the year because out of all my four teams that I love, my Dallas Cowboys, my New York Yankees, my New York Islanders, and my Brooklyn Nets, my Dallas Cowboys are the team that I want to win the most. Because football is such a short season. It's 17 games. It brings the most out of me. It brings the most passion out of me that any sport could ever do. I just need this year to be the year. I need it to be. I'm going to tell you right now, this team wins the Super Bowl whenever they do, whether it's this year or whenever it does happen. I'm going to cry. I might cry for a week. I might because this team, it's put me through so much. It's bring me a lot of joy. It's also bring me a lot of pain, obviously. 
of winning a Super Bowl, that would put all that pain away. It would put 2015 away. With the whole Dez, you know, catch, whatever, you know, it should have been a catch, but you know what? It's a pass. In 2017 right there, when the Packers beat us again, losing to the Rams in 2019. Or even, let's go go way back from 2011 to 2013 when they played the Giants, then the, uh, the Redskins, the Redskins then, and then the Eagles, three straight years, in the last game of the season on NBC, on national television, at 8.20 at night, for a chance to win the NFC East. And what happened? The Dallas Cowboys lost three straight times. Straight, three straight times to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Could you imagine that? Losing to the Giants, who wound up winning a Super Bowl. Losing to Washington, they got beat in the wild card round. Same thing for the Eagles, and actually they wound up losing the wild card round. But that hurt three straight years watching that. Watching the Dallas Cowboys lose three straight years that they could have made to the playoffs. Three straight years they could have made to the playoffs. Not saying they would have gotten far, but hey, you could say, hey, we made it to the playoffs at least. I had experienced that from 11 through 13. I didn't get to experience the glory days, obviously, of the 70s or the 90s. So I'm saying, I need this team to win. I need them to fucking win. It's simple as that. I need this team to win. I really do. Of course, I'll be happy if my Yankees win the World Series year, or if the Islanders win the Cup this year, or if the Nets win the NBA Finals this season. Of course, I'll be happy, but I'll be ecstatic if my Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, or any year. Because football brings the most out of me. This team brings the most out of me. More than the Yankees do. More than the Islanders do. More than the Nets do. Now, if I had to rank it, honestly, I would say number one, like, what brings the most out of me. Number one is the Cowboys. Number two is the Islanders. Number three is the Yankees. Number four would be the Nets. So, I need this right here. I need this the most. We need this. I shouldn't say I. We need this. Us as Dallas Cowboy fans need this shit. We need it this year. We need to shut up the haters for once this year. We have to shut them up. We have to do it. And this team very much could do it. I'm not saying they will. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to be that fan that's going to say, oh, we're winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to say that. But this team, has the, they have the tools to do it. They have the talent to do it. That's all I'm hoping for is that they can do this. I need this shit. Again, I gotta stop saying I. We need this shit. I speak for all Dallas Cowboy fans. We need a Super Bowl this year. We need it. Not just a Super Bowl appearance. We need a Super Bowl win. We need number six. We need Lombardi for the sixth time. We need that Lombardi trophy. That Lombardi trophy for the sixth time. We need it. It's been too damn long. I haven't even seen an NFC Championship game. I haven't even seen that. We need the shit so badly. We need it. And I gotta agree with one of my friends. One of my friends, uh, James, I wanna shout him out and say early happy birthday. It's his birthday tomorrow. I love you, man. He said this a few weeks ago. He said the NFC is pretty much up for grabs. The Dallas Cowboys, and he's a Giants fan. He was at the game last night, so. Um, But he did say it best. The NFC is up for grabs. It's anybody's game. The Packers are weaker. The Bucs, when you want to think about it, 
They are a little bit weaker because Brady hasn't been the same, but they're going to get Evans back this week. They're going to get Godwin back at some point, Julio Jones. So I'm not going to bet against Brady, obviously. The Rams are still the best team, I would say, in all of football, honestly. That's just my opinion. Not because they won the Super Bowl. I think it's because they had the most talented roster. I still think they really do. You know, the Vikings aren't a threat. Are the Eagles a threat? That remains to be seen. They are 3-0, but are they, a, are they a fraud? Are they a fraud 3-0, or are they a legit 3-0? Time will tell. It is up for grabs. Can the Cowboys get that number one seed? I like to think they can. And they do play the Rams on October 9th. That's a huge game right there. You want to think about it. You can say, oh, it's just week five. It's a pretty big game. It really is. But you got to take it game by game right here. We got Washington coming up on Sunday at home. So, all right. But the I got to agree with him, though. The NFC is up for grabs. The NFC is up for grabs. I do got to agree with him. I will, I will agree with him on that one. I, I was actually disagreeing with him for a while. I was saying, oh, the Cowboys are going to go 6-11, and 11, this and that. He was trying to tell me that not going to go 6-11. and 11. Oh, my God, and this and that. Well, that's just me being non-optimistic, but I just – I really hope this year could be the year for all, for all of us sufferers, Dallas Cowboy fans. I hope that this year we could finally do it. I really do. I'm getting passionate. You know, I'm getting passionate right here. I'm getting very passionate right here. I'm getting very emotional talking about this team because I love this team. I want it the most right here. Just please, dear God, give us a Super Bowl this year. Please just give it to us. Just once. I'll take it right here. If I will say this though right here. If somebody said, if the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, if they win the Super Bowl this year, they can't win the Super Bowl for another 20 years, I will say, I will take it. I will take that Super Bowl right there. I will take it. And then I'll take it 20 years later. I'll take it then in 2043. I will take it. Just give it to me once. If that's all it means right there. Just one right there. Fine. I'll take it. I will take it. Just please. Need this shit so badly. We do. Oh my god. Alright guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. The next time I'll talk to you guys most likely will be on Thursday. Most likely will be on Thursday to talk about Oh, the week four predictions of the 2022 NFL season. And, of course, like I said, I'm going to start talking about wrestling a little bit more going forward, getting back into the groove, doing episodes. All right, guys. I got to hope you guys enjoy this episode. How about them Dallas Cowboys, baby? Let's fucking go. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Thank you, guys. Talk to you then.